Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Boer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's going on, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. In the last episode that I recorded, the one about doing the hard thing, no one's coming to save you, a little bit of tough love, I told you in there that I was going to answer one of the follow-up questions that relates to that episode and that I get asked most often as a coach. And that is the question, what's the difference between pushing yourself to do something when you don't feel like doing it versus allowing yourself some flexibility and grace in your routine? The answer to this question is not straightforward. It's very nuanced and it's very dependent on the situation, but I hope to give you some insights onto how to know how to answer that question in the moment for yourself. What I first want to mention about this is it depends on the type of person you are overall. Some of us do really well with routine and discipline and structure and organization and that's how we thrive. And then there are those of us like myself who love flexibility, who love freedom, who love kind of just going with the flow and doing things as they feel like. They may not be the most organized person, but they ultimately always get shit done anyway. So it's important to know that about yourself. Which type of person are you? Are you the person who tracks and organizes and is very habitual and very diligent about their schedule and routine and have everything color-coded in their planner and also in their Google calendar? Or are you more laid back and easygoing and go with the flow. Both have their benefits and both have their downsides. I'd like to think I'm a mixture of both, but I do value freedom. Freedom is one of my most coveted possessions in my life. I love my freedom. I will do anything to get freedom of time, freedom of finances, freedom to do whatever the heck I want, whenever the heck I want to do it. However, I've had to learn the hard way that discipline actually equals freedom. So disciplining myself to do the things I might not necessarily want to do in the moment ultimately brings me more freedom. For example, if I just sat around and waited until I felt like it to record my podcast, I would never feel like it. I would always tell myself, oh, okay, I'll just wait until I have a little bit more energy or I feel a little bit more awake or more inspired or more creative. And that is how the going with the flow sometimes works against me. And then on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're somebody who's very structured and follows the rules and is very organized, that is awesome. I'm sure you're super productive and you are a go-getter, you're a hustler, you get a lot of things done, but that also tends to come from a perfectionist standpoint so that when anything goes off course in your day or something comes up that you didn't plan, that can cause a lot of stress and anxiety. So like everything else that we talk about all the time, it's finding this middle ground. And that's what brings me to the answer to the question, What's the difference between pushing yourself to do something when you don't feel like doing it versus allowing some flexibility and grace in your routine? The first point I want to make is that if you are consistently not following through with a habit or a task, ask why. Why is one of the most insightful questions you can ask yourself. Why am I not following through with this? Why am I saying I'm going to work out every day and I never do? Why am I saying that I'm going to meal prep and I don't? What are the habits, the routines, the systems that you keep trying to put into place that you never follow through with? 
For a lot of people, that's working out or eating healthy. And there are many things that can get in the way of those things coming to fruition. Maybe it takes some extra planning. Maybe you have to put a little bit of effort in before it actually becomes a habit and then you just habitually do it. But ask yourself, what are the things I'm consistently not following through with and why? Because here's the thing. Sometimes you're not following through with something that you say you want to do because you don't actually want to do it. And I know that sounds simple, but I think we've all tried to fit ourselves into this mold of what we think we should be doing, how productive we think we should be, when sometimes when it comes down to it, we might be doing things for the wrong reasons. We might be doing something because somebody else said we should, or it's because what everybody else is doing, or it's the cool thing to do, when it might not actually be beneficial to us because it's not in alignment with what we want the most in our lives, and it won't really make that much of a difference whether we do it or not. In these situations, it's almost like you have to drag your feet to do something. I'll give you an example. I used to have a YouTube channel. You can look it up if you want. It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Actually, it's okay. I did the best with what I could when I was doing it. However, I was not a big fan of getting on camera, but this was back in 2016-ish when everyone and their mom was getting started on YouTube, and I thought that's what I had to do. So it would bring up so much resistance in me to want to pull out my camera to record something because I just didn't freaking want to. Instead of saying, okay, what else can I do? Oh, I love writing. Oh, I love speaking. I tried for too long to try to stick this YouTube thing out and it didn't work out because I was forcing myself to do it when I didn't really want to do it. Once I allowed myself the freedom and the flexibility to pivot and shift gears, I realized that I love podcasting and I love writing. So I started to hone in on those strengths more because they were things that I actually wanted to do that felt more natural to me. Now, that being said, of course there are times when I do not want to write and I do not want to record my podcast. Do you understand how much resistance came up for me when I was writing my book? It was insane. I procrastinated on that like nobody's business, okay? Ultimately, I got it done, but procrastination usually stems from fear of not doing a good enough job. And alternatively, there will be things that you don't necessarily want to do, but they will be good for you to do. Working out falls into that category, and not just working out in the traditional sense, because you might be trying to pigeonhole yourself into a style of working out that's not actually right for you, just because you think it's what you should do. I know strength training became very, very popular over the past few years and there's amazing benefits to strength training, but I would so much rather see somebody do Zumba five to seven days a week because they love it and they get their body moving and it feels good for them and they can be consistent with it than that same person trying to follow a strength training routine and only going to the gym once a week because they hate showing up to the gym. But we know overall that working out, moving our body is good for us, so it is one of those things that maybe we're not consistently following through with it, but that's because it might not be a habit yet. Habits take a lot of effort to get going. That's the thing. And a lot of people don't stick out a habit long enough to actually reap the rewards of having that habit instilled in their life. They give up before they get to the stage where it becomes automatic. So it always feels difficult because it always feels like they're starting and stopping and starting and stopping. And that's what happens with a lot of people on their fitness journey and on their healthy living journey when they're trying to change their nutrition choices. So many people hop on a diet because they think that is the answer. They try to pigeonhole themselves into something. And when they ask themselves, why am I not being consistent with this? Well, it's not sustainable. And that's what we talk about all the time on this podcast. So it could also be that you have really, really strong, good-hearted intentions behind what you're trying to do, such as working out or eating healthy, but you may not be going about it in a way that's suitable for you. You may be going at it from this black or white, all or nothing approach where it's like you're not working out and you're trying to work out seven days a week, or you don't like strength training, but you're dedicated to strength training because that's what you think you should do. Or you know you should be meal prepping, but you don't really know what to meal prep, so you don't do it. 
If you ask yourself, what am I consistently not following through with, whether that's a habit or a task or something you're trying to implement, and you ask yourself why you're not consistent, an easy way to filter through to see if you should continue doing that or not is asking yourself, is this in alignment with my 2.0 version of myself, my higher self? Is this going to get me to where I want to go? Do I kind of just need to suck it up and learn ways to enjoy this because I know it's ultimately good for me and it might suck in the beginning when I'm getting started, but I know it will get easier or is this just not true for me at this point in my life? And no one can answer those questions but you. But so much guilt and shame is wrapped up in saying you're going to do something and not following through with it. That's why a lot of us are lacking confidence because we set these unrealistic standards and goals with the best of intentions, but they're not true to us. And we're setting ourselves up to fail. And then when we do fail, we feel less confident. So find something that is in alignment with what you want to do. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It might be difficult, especially in the beginning. But the way you know if you should follow through with something is if it's in alignment with where you want to go and who you see yourself being and embodying. If you are finding it difficult to stick to habits, there's a technique called habit stacking that I absolutely love. I believe I got it from Atomic Habits from James Clear because that is my book. I love that book. I recommend it to everybody. But a way to increase your likelihood of success is pairing habits together. So you take a habit that you already have in place and then you pair something in addition to that. A very obvious example is when you're trying to implement the habit of flossing your teeth. Generally, you would attach that habit to the habit of brushing your teeth. So you brush and floss and therefore you're habit stacking. Another way you could habit stack when it comes to eating healthy is let's say you're trying to increase your water intake. You can make it a non-negotiable that you have a glass of water with every meal. You're attaching your habit of trying to drink more water with your habit of eating your meal, which you're already doing. So you can find little nuances like this throughout your day and try to stack some habits together. One of my favorite things to habit stack is in alignment with two things that are very important to me, eating healthy food and learning more. So whenever I cook or whenever I'm preparing food, I try to also listen to a podcast or an audiobook or something that's filling my brain with knowledge. Or when I'm working out or when I'm going for a walk, most of the time I will listen to a podcast or audiobook then as well. So I'm pairing the habits that I have for my health goals with the habits I have for my personal development goals. Therefore, it's easier to do than splitting it up. So let's get into the nitty gritty examples because those were just my thoughts on the topic because I get asked about them all the time. But what about the times when you wake up in the morning? Let's say you had a workout planned. You have your shoes and your workout clothes and everything all ready to go. You have your workout scheduled for six o'clock in the morning. But then the night before, you're watching Peaky Blinders on Netflix. You get sucked into it. You watch two episodes instead of one. You don't go to bed until midnight. And that six o'clock alarm feels freaking early. In that moment, when you wake up and you look at your alarm clock and you think to yourself, oh, should I just sleep in or should I work out? There's one side of your brain that's saying, oh, but sleep is so good for you. People say that sleep is more important than moving your body. Maybe I should sleep in. Yeah, I really should sleep in. I really deserve this. And then there's the other side of you that's like, if you don't get out of bed right now, you're never going to reach your goals. You're never going to get fit. You better get up. Don't be weak. Don't be a loser. Get out of bed. So you have this like flexible, nurturing, loving side of you, and you have this little devil on your shoulder, the militant disciplinarian, the one who is always there to remind you that you need to get shit done. 
So which one do you listen to? Again, this is a very nuanced answer and it will vary. If a client were to come to me and give me that example, here's the kind of thought process that I would lead them through. First of all, we likely have a habit tracker that we're keeping together. And if moving their body is one of their goals, it's on their habit tracker. So I would say, okay, let's look back at the past month. How many days have you actually stuck to the goal of working out or moving your body versus how many days have you not? If they have skipped more days than they've actually implemented, chances are they're letting themselves off the hook a little bit too much. However, if they're the type of person who is always on top of it, they're working out every single time they have it scheduled, and then there's one outlying time where they were super exhausted and run down, they had a late meeting the night before, and they chose to sleep in instead of working out, fair enough. Look at how consistent you've been over the period of even just the past week or two weeks or month. Collect the evidence from that and that will tell you a lot about your habits, whether you are being disciplined or whether you're letting yourself off the hook. If there are more days than not that you're not working out and you're not following through with whatever it happens to be, that's when you ask yourself, why is that? Do I actually not want to do this or am I doing it at the wrong time? Do I need to habit stack with something else? Do I need to switch gears a little bit? So in the case of working out, maybe you are trying to strength train when really all you want to do is dance your little heart out in your living room to a YouTube video. See if you can make some adjustments before you completely drop the habit and see if that helps. And then the second question I would go through with the client is what is stopping you from doing that? Listen, I get it. I'm a very flexible, go with the flow person, like I said. There are certainly times in my life where I've gone with the flow, I've used my intuition to guide me, and that works until it doesn't work anymore. That works until it's been two months and I haven't followed through with very simple things I said I was going to do. We cannot always rely on our intuition to tell us what's best for us because I can't tell you how many times in that working out example that maybe I didn't get the best quality sleep, but that disciplined militant side of me won and I got out of bed and I did the workout anyway and I felt so much better the rest of the day because I did that. Yes, I faced resistance. Yes, I had all of those things going through my head. Julie, you didn't get good sleep last night. You stayed up too late. Sleeping is good for you, X, Y, Z. But when I look at my life and when I look at the 2.0 version of Julie, what would she do in that situation? She would get her sleepy little ass out of bed and she would work out because that's what she said she was going to do. And 2.0 Julie knows that when she follows through with the things she says she's going to do, even when she don't want to, that is how she builds confidence. And that is what's going to make her want to do it again and again and again, because it feels good to do those things and to follow through. So moral of this whole entire story, number one, don't set goals that aren't true and authentic to you just because somebody else says you should do them. Number two, if you know a goal is going to be in alignment with your highest self, it is so important for you to follow through with it and make it adaptable in the way that actually makes you want to follow through with it. For example, if you love carbs, please God, don't go on a keto diet. Don't go on a keto diet anyway. Find a way of eating that's sustainable that you actually enjoy so you look forward to it. If you wanna work out but you hate strength training, you can go for walks as your workout. You can dance, you can do yoga, you can do anything your heart desires. Whatever increases your likelihood that you will be consistent with the habit, do that. And number three, if you're still having some issues with some habits, try habit stacking. Try pairing two or more habits together. 
That's why I love having a morning routine that covers movement, mindfulness, and hydration, because I'm killing three habits at one time, baby. And when in doubt, always refer to our trusty Bible, Atomic Habits by James Clear. (laughs) I love that book. I recommended it in my January newsletter, which by the way, have you signed up for? Because I'm going to send one every single month. If you want to see my recommended book of the month, mindset tips, health hacks, supplements I'm loving, a story from our community that inspires you to push for your own goals, go to juliebuer.com slash newsletter. I also have a book coming out, sister, Healthy and Happy, that will be out later this year. Go to juliebuer.com slash book. And last but not least, I want to hear if this episode was helpful for you. I hope you will take the time to examine all of the different aspects of your life right now, the goals you've set, the ones you do follow through with, congratulate yourself for, you're a rock star, you're doing amazing, the ones that you have a harder time following through with. Ask yourself, am I just doing this because somebody else wants me to, or am I doing this for me? Am I doing this for the 2.0 version of myself? I have a podcast about the 2.0 version of yourself. If you're like, what the heck does she keep talking about this 2.0 version of yourself? And it will also be talked about in my book. But until then, listen to the podcast about it. I will link to it in the show notes. And as always, you can find everything I talk about on my website, julieboer.com. If you have any questions at all, I would love for you to send me a DM on Instagram. And as always, take a screenshot, show me that you're listening so I can give you a big old virtual hug and a long distance hug because we're not allowed to touch each other now unless we have a mask on. I love you guys. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.